Jen McCarthy, Jennifer McCarthy, what do you like to be called? Jen's good. Jen's good. Jen. Awesome. Okay. So I, I told you that my administrative coordinator was very excited for this podcast. So apparently you, you are semi-famous and uh, I know you as uh, an acquaintance who uh, has taught me a lot through one coffee meeting and most of your social media. Um, and I'm really excited to get into this today because you are, and you teach and you do so much more than I thought. I just want to remind everybody why we're here. Like the whole purpose of this podcast is to show you that business can be better. So we're helping small, medium-sized business owners grow like really awesome, profitable businesses that provide them the freedom that they want, more happiness and more joy. So that's why I asked Jen to be here because she is the epitome of freedom, happiness and joy. So Jen, I never introduced my guests because I don't want to get it wrong. So I would love if you could introduce yourself and just tell us a little bit about yourself. For sure. Yeah. Um, I'm Jen McCarthy, just a small town girl living in Lethbridge now. Um, <laughs> yeah. Moved up to the big city from Milk River. No, I own Teacup Tiny Home 100%. Um, on my own, a lot of people think hubby is involved and the men in my life are involved. I mean, they are to some extent, but that's something I'm definitely very proud of. I've yeah, been good for in, you. Uh, yeah, I've been in construction and home building, which isn't really normal, I would say, since um, I was 19 years old, I guess. So starting in interior design and working my way up the ladder there. And then I decided that, you know what, I just wanted to keep going. And I was 30 and had uh, had one baby and then launched Teacup Tiny Homes and was scared and did it anyway and found out I was pregnant again and at the exact same time pretty much and had another baby and it's been an adventure the whole time. So with Teacup Tiny Homes, I also have another company called Entrepreneur-ish and um, that's where I go through a mentorship program or I have a mentorship program and I teach and I coach a lot of mindset and it's really less about being an entrepreneur and less about business and just more about life. So I think that's a lot of where my passion lies as well. Does it focus on entrepreneurs though? Like is that the people who should apply or can anybody? Really what I find um, a lot of the time it is what I usually find is who you help is who you were a few years before, right? Oh, so, so true. Yeah. Right. So that's kind of who you tend to speak to because as your levels of awareness grow and you grow and you expand and all those things, then you just start to naturally attract different people. So um, who has gone through my program? It's like the high, the intense high level program. It's called Power Life Accelerator. Um, they've been a lot of of ladies actually, although it would apply to men and women, but ladies who were just kind of stuck. And that's the biggest thing. Like you're stuck. You don't know which direction to go. And I help them get clarity. So, um, whether they were in careers, nurses, people have been at the same job for a long time and just wanting something different, then that's really who that has been for thus far. And do they all end up with businesses? Um, no, no. Some, um, let's see, one has, has ended up with a business. One's an author, one wanted, um, just to further their 
I guess, mind and direction and had some goals that she wanted to achieve and, and working towards that one changed career paths within, I guess, within a career. So, um, yeah, it's been fascinating. It's been all across the board, really. Awesome. That's so cool. I want to hear a lot about that, but I think a lot of people want to hear a lot about, Oh, you know what? You didn't really finish your introduction. Do you want to? I like Uh, your last two points there. I feel like they're important. Can you tell me what they say? Yeah. Addicted to human growth and potential and lover of psychology and how the brain mind works and your mom to five-year-old. I don't want to mispronounce the first name, but second name is Arlo. First. Yes. Tagish is my son. Yeah. So he's five. Arlo is, she'll be three in about a month and they are beautiful, beautiful souls. That's for sure. That's awesome. That's awesome. You parents are amazing. So all this and kids. Do you have a nanny? (laughs) No, I don't. I have an amazing day home. Absolutely amazing day home. But yeah, with kindergarten, that has been something new with kindergarten starting and tag being in kindergarten that has... It's been interesting. That's for sure. You know, the pickups, the drop-offs, all the things. So yeah, I bet. Okay. So we want to hear about your journey as an entrepreneur and any advice that you have for fellow business owners. Yeah. So I guess so interesting to look back because I don't believe that you can ever know where the future is going to go. Obviously, like at no point in time was I like, let's start a brand new business and quit my high paying salary job that I'm very comfortable at and I can do basically whatever I want and get pregnant and do all like, no, that like that never happened. I never planned. We didn't plan to get pregnant three days before we launched teacup. We, I didn't know. I think the, the biggest thing about what I have to say is just stop the analysis paralysis, stop Mm -hmm. and just go And for me, um, one of the most impactful things that I've learned as an entrepreneur, but I think period as well, even throughout business is take massive, 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 imperfect action and go because it's far better to just go start and then tweak. And is it scary? Oh, yes. It's scary, but you're going to sit there and you're going to like overly obsess about the fear just go, just do it. And you know what? Yes. You may have to beg forgiveness a few times. I feel like that's the story of my life. I feel feel like this goes back to seven year old me being like, I'm sorry. I didn't know what I was doing. (laughs) 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 Um, But you got to just go and you got to leap. And I am so grateful I did. And can we, we, this is like huge. Like this, just one sentence could be enough of a podcast for me. Like I would just we could be done right now. And that could be the thing that people need to learn because I have somebody in mind. I'm going to tag her later that she will just love this. But like, what was that exact sentence? Take massive imperfect action now. Yeah. Yeah. There's a yeah. lot of us and then, perfectionists and, and out tweak. There that are not and tweak. Yeah. Learn, yeah. As, learn as you go. Yeah. yeah tweak it's, later. it's hard. Um, especially with, I've been growing my, like I've been doing this now over six years and I, the bigger I get online, the more scared I get that someone's going to say something mean about me or I'm going to get a bad review. And I'm just like, that's such a waste. Like I, I should, I should just be forging ahead with these new programs and these things that I know will help people. And 
So how do you like, how do you control your mind? Because I know I am, um, I'm an example of this because right now I'm asking you, how do you control your mind? And I ask my coach this all the time, like, okay, but how do I believe that I can do that? If I've never actually done that, like, can you teach me to believe that I can do that? And, uh, I know a lot of mm. people who could benefit from getting over this. Like I sometimes say done is better than perfect. Cause one of my mentors told me that in my last semester of my MBA, I was like, why couldn't you have told me this in the beginning? I was killing myself <laughs> trying to get A's while growing two companies, three companies, I think. And, uh, he also has an MBA and, and, but he got straight A's of course. And he finally tells me in the last semester, no, one's going to look at your transcript. You don't need to get all A's. You don't need to have a 4.0 done is better than perfect. And so my last assignment, I just got it done. And it was like such a relief and he was so right. But then, but then, then there's the argument for like quality of brand or like, do you know what I mean? So like, how do you mm -hmm. get people past this? But it, but it's not good enough to put out, but it's scary but someone might say something bad here's oh, look, the, I just wanted the free coaching from you <laughs> <laughs> done done that's why I'm here no I got you um no I mean controlling the mind truly controlling your subconscious mind you can't really control it but allowing it being aware of it and so I've been actually in the process of launching kind of like a mini section of a course it'll be an online program it'll be a fairly attainable price point as well, but awesome. it talks about self-image. And for me, self-image is really the biggest thing different than self-esteem. How do you believe you can do that? Because you have to believe first that you are completely deserving and worthy of everything that you want to achieve. You have to believe that you are just as good or better as the next person out there. You got to stop looking at the competition, stop going through what everyone else is doing because ultimately that kind of screws up with who you think you are not intentionally like this is all deep-seated in our head from again little seven-year-old jenny who um got yelled at for <laughs> melting wax crayons in the sink like it's just it's the really things pretty. that come up and the reasons why yeah it's it's so fascinating to control the mind. I don't believe we can 100% control it, but we can be aware of it and we can tweak it and we can train it and we can train new habits. Mm -hmm. I, what I believe to be true is that everything we do is truly just a habit. When I look at when I'm the most successful or yeah, I, I guess successful, um, but the most productive as well. It's, it's a few hours in the morning. It's from when my, I get up early I do my morning routine and then send the kids off to school, go, I work out. And then I have pretty much me time until about 10 and then go to work. Being at work really isn't overly that productive for me because I like to be social. I like to have fun. That's where my fun is had. And then I focus again for about two hours from seven till nine at night after the kids are in bed. And I can get more done in those two hours so I then than I do throughout the entire day, sometimes the entire week. But believing and being okay with who you are too, I think is so important. And um, you just have to love, you just have to love yourself at the end of the day. And if you don't right now, then changing your self-image and changing the way you talk to yourself and changing what you believe to be true about yourself, that will get you to that point where you can just go out and slay, go with confidence. This is so perfect. I'm sure you did not see my last blog or my last Facebook post, but they're all about loving yourself and how you truly can't fill up others. Like I I've heard it my whole life, but like 
I didn't get it till now. Like I didn't, mm-hmm. and I'm 37. And it's like, oh, that's what that really meant, you know? And so I have been taking a lot more time off lately and making a lot more money, which I don't want to, at the beginning, I'm like, I don't want to tell people this. I'll feel guilty. But it's like, no, that whole idea of like, when you're talking about your day um, and how you have it built, like the time for you, the workout, the fun time at work, like it sounds to me like you've built a lot of ease and fun and play into your day. And because of that, because you're in a good space, then those two hours where you want to knock stuff out, you knock stuff out like 800%. Yeah. yeah. And I, yeah. that, that is, I know that's true. I see it. I see it now in you. I see it in so many successful people I know. And that is definitely something that I am working towards. Like, does this feel good? No, it doesn't feel good. Then I'm going to have a bath. I'm not going to write a new online course, you know? And yes. so my mentor is like, you know what? Feeling good for an hour versus working for an hour will attract you so much more success than working for an hour. Like it's just not even comparable. And so I've, I've been having trouble trying to teach that to my clients who are very, um, I don't know if pragmatic's the right word, but like, they're like, I don't want the woo woo stuff, you know, like give me the scientific. So it's like, yeah, the scientific studies that show that when you're happier, when you're less stressed, you produce more, but uh, building that ease and flow and fun and play into your day. That's, would you say that's one of your secrets to success? Um, it's, it is starting to be now, like I, at first, after I quit my job and was just getting teacup going, like it was, I was a stress case because it was like, I have to work at seven 30. I can't do anything else, but work. And I need to sit here at this table and work from seven 30 until four 30 and do the things. And, and it's amazing. It was all habits. Like if you've ever quit smoking, it's habitual. So it's actually kind of funny now. Like I haven't smoked in seven and a half years. And I only started again for like three months during my last breakup. But again, it was like, what do I have to do right now to get through this? And it just so happened. I felt like I needed to smoke. Anyway, I I have drinks everywhere. So it's almost like I've replaced one. Like it's, it's something to do with the nervousness of that that habitual training of hand mouth. So I have like, I have a teacup here. I have a water glass here. I have a coffee cup back here. I have a kombucha bottle here. So it's like the habit is still there, but I've changed it. I've swapped it out. So to what I started to do was insert, um, instead of just like furiously working just for the sake of being busy and working and justifying my own worth, justifying my worth to my clients that I'm a busy workaholic. Look at me. Come, come do this with me. Um, taking a step back and going, okay, I'm going to replace a workout because this still must be done for me as an ex fitness instructor. And, um, like it's important to me. It makes me feel good. My body needs it. That's what I do. I need me time in the morning. I need time to wrap my brain around what's going on. So that is all part of like the check off the boxes of the things that need to be done in a day, but they're just not furiously done with anxiety. So how'd you change that? Yeah. Again, it's, it's the programming. Um, how do you change it? You have to decide you have to just decide you're going to do it and nothing will ever be done until you make the committed decision that you're going to do it. So how do you decide this is, this is a Bob Proctor little tidbit for you guys. Um, 
how do you make a decision? Only two things you need to know. And one is if you're willing to, if, and if you're able to carry it out, first of all, do you want to do the thing? If you want to, then you have to decide if you're willing and if you're able to do it and that's it. And then you just do. And you know what? You also, I believe you have to be okay with failing and it's not even failure. Like you have to be okay with, you know, eating a slice of pizza every now and again, if you're working out or like, that's fine. If you want to be healthy, one slice of pizza doesn't make you unhealthy. If you, I don't know, take some time off to have some fun. Like that doesn't make you not a good business person or a good worker. Like if anything, I always say I'm a workaholic. So, or a recovering workaholic, I should say. So okay. You just that's kinda... important to me, that distinction. Cause I figured that you had this figured out. So do you believe that we can be more successful and have more ease and peace and, and free time in our lives? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so this is, this is an interesting thing to talk about too, because I'm all over the book, the four hour work week right now. And oh. uh, I've like, I've, I brought it up so many times in the last week. So if you haven't read it, four hour work week, four hour work week. And um, I, I really, uh, I created teacup a lot based off of the fact that I didn't want to have to be anywhere at a certain time. I didn't want to have to let trades into the shop. Like we're building large, massive, not massive, massive, <laughs> tiny homes, <laughs> right? There's a lot of working parts. It's a big, we're not just building like widgets that you put in a box and send away. Like there's plumbers, there's electricians, there's lumber, there's um, cabinets, there's all of those things and all these people that support us, God bless their souls. And um, I didn't want to have to like show up at seven o'clock when the trade started to work to let them into a building. I didn't want the limit of only being able to build tiny homes for people in Lethbridge because I could only meet them face to face. So everything I created right from the get-go also, after I found out I was three, again, three days pregnant, no, three days into tiny homes. And I was pregnant that I knew that I had to create systems and processes that would yeah. suit this. So COVID hit and zoom, like we were already set up that way. Every policy yeah, procedure and everything. That, yeah, it allows like way more fun to be had, less time. Even think of the time you spend driving around or taking phone calls or like yeah. once you just eliminate that out of your life, you have so much more freedom to one of the most favorite things we like to do at teacup is hop in the truck and go to home Depot and go see like what the new hinges are or something. And we get so many creative ideas and some may think it's a waste of time, but for us it's fun and we need that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like I think I like, I think I'm over the guilt part about being sick. Like we talked before, I think we went live about um, how I stayed home today to work. I don't have any COVID symptoms, but I'm sick to my stomach and just not feeling great. Um, but I wanted to go to work so bad because I just wanted to go see my team. Like we have the best team. I even got a text message from my friend who stopped in there today. She's like, who are these people? Like they're the nicest people I've ever met. And I'm like, good, that's a rule, you know, but like they're authentic. And yeah, I think I asked one of my mentors a long time ago, can I make work fun? And they're like, oh yeah, you're going to get there. You know, cause I've, I'm always so serious about like, making sure it's the best and you do the best and you get your results and and, 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 and and it's like that is not fun sounding and uh I I think I'm there like even today I feel so crappy like I just wanted to lay in bed but we had I had these meetings planned and 
and this podcast, which, which Mindy would never let me cancel. She's like too late. A bunch of people already liked and commented on it. And it was like 30 seconds. I'm like, okay, we're doing it. She's famous. I can't disappoint the fans. Um, but like all like this call, like I've had so much fun today on my meetings and on this podcast. And so I think I'm finally getting to that point too. So that I love hearing you say that and sort of, uh, validate that and I want to share that with everybody who's listening like work doesn't have to be hard like business can be better that's the name of the podcast we trademark that sentence like business can be fun business can be profitable business can be freeing and what you're talking about with the systems and everything oh that's music to my ears right like set up the system set up the procedures so that you don't have to do everything you can have other people do stuff right but yeah so how do you make work so much fun then it sounds like you have a really good culture there yeah, Tuesdays are actually one of our best days. We were talking about it today. And um, so our sales representative, she is based out of Edmonton. And then we have Ryan in the shop here who he's like, does everything construction, but also will, you know, type out a whatever, or enter something in QuickBooks. He's a fast learner, let's say. I haven't done many different things. Yeah, he's he's great. And um and then we have our trade partners and suppliers and they're not necessarily here. They're just kind of off. Um, like they come in when we book them in and schedule them within the team. Every Tuesday morning, we do like a collaborative zoom meeting where we talk about mindset. We talk about like limiting beliefs. We talk about productive today was talking about productive thoughts and activities and actions versus non-productive thoughts and activities and actions. And we were really talking a lot about, the culture from where Shereen, our sales rep came from before was very, very corporate, very like call 300 people and you need to convert like 10% of the 300 people into sales and do this. And why didn't you do this? And Oh God, there's a spelling mistake in the blog or in the email that went out or something, just these things. And, and I was in that too. I like, I was also that person as, as a manager in that environment and it's just like, it's exhausting. And you, and what I learned kind of going back to what you talked about before, like posting something online. One thing that I realized very quickly, I use a, like, I think the first thing I posted, I was so nervous and it was like one person saw it. Yeah. And it yeah. was like two days later. And I was like, Oh shit. Nobody even freaking sees this anyway. So whatever I'm, post my away. mom is the only one who comments on my stuff <laughs> you should go read it sometimes it's hilarious I don't think she understands that she's writing on a public page <laughs> like, like honey, I, I, I no no it's like honey I'm so glad you're finally overcoming that limiting belief that you've had since you're a teenager like I'm so proud of you like I'm like mom people can see this but then I'm just like thanks mom love you it's like it's super oh, cute yeah. yeah. So, and that's huge too, right? Family having that, like, yeah, huge support, support system. system. With- that's like a really good question. I think to ask a prospective client, you know, it's like, who's the support system around you that's going to help you accomplish this? Because if you're with the wrong person or you're not growing together or you don't have same goals or at least support each other's goals, it's really hard. That, that relationship mm-hmm. is so important. And I, I don't think people get how important your home relationship is in respect to being successful in business or in life. It's just, it's everything. I, yeah, I'm so lucky. Like I, 
I would start crying if I got into it. But like, I have a husband who goes to courses and reads books and like, writes me love notes. And we we do appreciate every night before bed. And like, we're very intentional about keeping it very loving, keeping it very happy. And, and I, I think that's why we're able to go off into our different work areas and do a really great job too, because there's no stress there. There's no worries there about home. And I have to say too, like not having kids, I know it gives us so much more free time. Um, I can't imagine, like, I can't imagine we're getting another dog, a ba- another big dog. <laughs> we're going to have three dogs. And I'm like, are we oh crazy? Like, I, yeah. but I don't know. I don't know how you guys do it. So how do you balance parenting, your marriage and your businesses? Well, any of those that were following along today too, I had a interesting little post. Honestly, it, it ebbs and flows. And Nick is amazing. He is, uh, it's, it's ups and downs. Like he's been through his things and I've supported him. He supports me. But at the end of the day, what I truly believe, and I mean, for anyone that needs certainty in their life, I am not the human being to be around because I just believe in, you know, if I get a thought in the shower, I'm, I, I try to implement, or maybe I write it down. I might not implement it right away, but, but however I feel, is really the direction that I go. So for him, I mean, he's so sturdy, but even recently in the last six months or so, like actually it's almost been a year. It was interesting. Last November, Arlo like stopped sleeping through the night and we were up and just tired. And it was insane how long it lasted. Um, actually. (laughs) And so we, I don't know. We worked through that and we're still working through it. Honestly, like a few, a few weeks ago, even I said, you know what? I, I truly can't say we aren't married. We have children together. And I was at this place where I'm like, I truly don't know if we will be together forever. And he's like, what does that mean? I said, well, what do you ever truly know? And for me, it was this huge, um, limitless thought process. Like it was just, there's a lot of confusion going on in my brain and a lot of thoughts and a lot of like, where do I want to be in the ideal life? Like I'm a daydreamer. I'm a believer. I'm a go-getter. I have a thought I try to implement, but at the same time that can be distracting. And it can also, um, I'm never going to say unrealistic, but it's just like, it can be confusing for people who don't think that big. And he's very sturdy and steady Eddie and, And for me to say, and even for me to have the ability to say to him, who really knows where this will go at the end of the day, that can be scary for someone who's not secure. Truly. Or if certainty is one of your top needs, because that even makes me feel scared when you say that. (laughs) Yeah, totally. And for me, like... Yeah, it, it was. And, and we did, we had a conversation a few weeks ago and it was a tough conversation. And from there it was, it, it basically was like, look, we're not making any decisions right now. This isn't here. And I mean, he's an amazing person. He doesn't beat me. He, you know, doesn't drink too much. He doesn't like, he, he is every woman's dream husband, really. So I knew that this was some soul searching that came. That was me, right? I knew that I needed to figure some things out for myself and I was projecting it a little bit on him, but again, talking about having the awareness to do that and having the awareness of self where that, when you come up to these situations that are confusing and you feel conflicted, you can just take, you know, you don't get dramatic. You're not like throwing things against the wall. It was just like, okay, let's make an appointment. 
with a counselor and let's go talk and figure this out. And the only decision that had to be made was if we were both invested in figuring out or further identifying and, and further researching if we wanted to stay in the relationship together. And that's all it was. It wasn't stay now or not. It was, are we going to further investigate this together? For both of us, it was yes. So that was the first step. So we made our appointment. And I mean, it's, it's been amazing. The things we found out about each other and ourselves and for me, and it's a lot freeing too. So I think that, oh God, me too. And and I think there's such a stigma around it, but honestly, just to go talk yeah. For an hour about yourself and have no one judge you or care yeah. is, yeah, it's important. Yeah. Thank you for such a personal share. I, uh, that was, okay, that's I really appreciate it. I'm always I did tell you we were live on Facebook, right? I was like, did she, <laughs> I told you. Oh, twice, yeah. That's amazing. Hey, you know what? I will never, I, I don't, I think transparency is so key and I bet yeah. there are going to be probably the majority or everyone watching going, Oh shit. I totally feel that way. And yes, I swear a lot as well. So earmuffs children. Okay. <laughs> You're allowed. There's no kids here. Okay. No yeah. kids going to be listening to a business can be better podcast. I'm sure. Well, exactly. maybe a very young entrepreneur. Yeah. That's crazy. Do you, do you ever learn about the five human basic human needs? Tony Robbins teaches it. Um, yeah, I do know of them. And um, yes, I talk about they come up every now and again. If you ask me to tell you what they are, then um, yeah, can't recite them off the top Yours of my head. Yours isn't certainty, obviously, right? Yours is no. probably like, what are they again? Yours is probably like, I don't even know. I like freedom or whatever it. they are. I am. I'm going to Google it right now. Oh yeah, that this is what this is why this is so funny. Okay, and also love languages. Did you have you guys ever done the love languages quiz? And are you total opposites? Because yes. we are, we're total opposites. We had to learn that. I was eye we, you know, Yeah, we do. Like actually Nick did it at a company that he was working with, which I loved that he did that. Um, yeah. yeah, love languages. And I guess, actually that's interesting because it goes back to kind of that conversation we had about self-image is for me, words of affirmation, like I don't care. I don't really, li- I'm not an auditory person. I am a, sight person like I'm a designer so I'm very visual so to me I don't really remember words but that also means that I don't really like think about the words like if I'm spewing something I'm just like and then someone will say you said this I'm like I did no I didn't yes you did oh (laughs) well it's not what I meant yeah god (laughs) um no so I guess oh sorry yeah go ahead yeah with the love languages like it really just all depends on I think it has a lot to do with your self-image because you can be anything you could have the certain five you could be two of the love languages right now and then decide that you want to change it and be something else or you could just not be any of them and just decide you want to be all of them like you can be whatever you want to be so So much to unpack in like every two words that you say it's like oh my gosh (sighs) that's that is I do get that and I, what I don't like about personality quizzes and um, strength finders and be, the human basic needs and the love languages and the appreciation languages that people tend to think, okay, this is my box now I'll stay in it. So I love, I love that you said you can change it. Absolutely. Um, but what I really like them for, like figuring out people's top basic human needs and love languages and appreciation languages especially in the workplace, like appreciation languages in the workplace, 
that has saved me so many employees and so much money because I'm all about gifts and affectionate touch as my love languages. And then at work, appreciation languages, gifts and words of affirmation, I want to say. And so that's the opposite of almost everyone I've ever worked with, except for one girl. She gets me. I give her gifts. She loves it. She feels appreciated. But everybody else, I have to check my little chart and like spend quality time with people or I have to like, you know, give them words of affirmation. And and so the things that I am naturally, I, I have to have that awareness that the other people are not probably. So I like those things for that. And I also love that when Tim and I did that love languages thing, and we figured out that his were acts of service and quality time, and mine were gifts and affectionate touch. It was like, oh my gosh, when you'd clean the house, you, you're thinking you're loving me, but I'm just like, hello, buy me a present, touch my butt, you know, like, yeah. and so that was huge because like, I, I can say to this day, like maybe last week, I think I don't feel loved. And he's like, well, that's your story. Like, that's about you. I just cleaned the whole house for you. So that's my love. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's how you show love. Okay. But yeah, to have mm-hmm. somebody beside you who's aware too and uh, to yeah I love that he go he's gone to counseling with me too and it's been the most beautiful conversations like the things you get to learn and the things you get to hear them say that you would never have heard them say if the counselor hadn't asked them you're just like oh my gosh that's how you feel like I couldn't I couldn't be a bigger cheerleader of counseling I wish everyone would do it yeah not just counseling coaching Bob Proctor stuff like mindset coaching all of it Um, those human needs though, just to circle back in case the loop isn't closing in your brain, uh, certainty, but then variety. So the opposite of certainty, like uncertainty, significance, connection, to love, growth, and contribution. So those top four, I think people usually have top two. So if Nick is the same as me, certainty is very important to me. So I'm the one who needs the marriage. And it's funny because my counselor always laughs at me. She's like, oh yeah, because when you get married, it means you'll never get divorced. I was like, exactly. So shut up. Like, yeah, I'm live in my certainty world. Okay. But then exactly. you, need, you need uncertainty. That's your, if your top basic need is uncertainty variety, like the fact that nothing's certain and that really turns you on to, yes. to successfully coexist with a partner that needs certainty. That's pretty friggin' impressive. But well, yeah. And it's interesting because I guess he gives me the certainty and I give him the variety. Because he always says all the time, he's like, you're always, I wouldn't do so many of the things that I do, but it's because you're like, you're leading that. So I'm taking the plunge to do it. And I, and I totally get that. So I have, I have what I believe about relationships and the people that surround you is that it is too much pressure to only focus on one person to fill up your little cup. So when we're talking about love languages or whatever that is, and making sure that you're self gas tank is all full. I believe it does take, I mean, it takes a community to raise a child. It also takes a community to be successful and fill up that, whether it's love cup, but just that self cup. So for me, I I need to work out. I need amazing friends. I need amazing people that I work with. I like, that was a lonely place when I felt like I had to do everything that had to do with teacup alone. Like never do I want to go back there. Right. And you need someone at at home who will support you and fill up that, but that doesn't mean that that person at home. And I think that's where we get so misconstrued, I guess, with what a partnership or what a marriage needs to be about. 
is it's not like, don't put so much pressure on that one person to fill up your entire cup because they'll yeah, never they be able to. They can't completely, like, they lit, like that movie has ruined everyone. Like, they, they can't complete you. Like, you have to be happy and then show exactly. up and be happy together. Yeah. I don't know how we got into this track. I'm going to just quickly refer back to our agenda if you don't mind. <laughs> <Thank> you <for laughs> yeah, no, but I mean, it is so important about that. Like you can't, you can't like talking about better businesses. Like what, what is the purpose of being in business? It's to create a better life for yourself. I'm sorry. I'm not waking up to like dig myself into a six foot deep hole every day. That's not my no. dream. So everything, everything is absolutely connected. And, um, and everything that we're talking about counseling or coaching or, um, home life or the people you work with, the relationships, they play such an absolutely most important role in your business. It's all people. Um, yeah. It's all, it's, it's all, all self, self. And then you self attract those people. You're just awesome. Um, so I have three, que- three questions that I want I think Mindy put these in here for me because I was like, tell me what you want me to ask her. I'll get it. I'll get it for you. Um, she wants to be a customer of yours. She thinks you're just the greatest thing. Um, so she wants to know, I think, I think Mindy wants to know. She's going to kill me if she watches this. She's probably watching this. I'm sorry, Mindy. I love you. Don't say uh, my name. Best advice you've ever received. Yeah. I think I said that, right. I think I said, take massive imperfect action. Okay. That was something that somebody taught you. Yeah. I don't know who, I don't know where I heard it. I think it could have been, uh, I did some coaching with Heather Petherick. She could have said it. And then I've heard it many, many, many times since massive imperfect action. Yeah. I love it. I'm going to write that down so we can say that. Okay. So what motivates you? What is your driving force? Oh, wow. Um, off the top of my head, I want to say, because I know, I trust, I know that it's going to happen. Anything, everything. I just, I just know. And so some days I feel like, you know, you did today where you want to lay on the couch, trusting that that's okay. And knowing because it's so deep seated inside of me that probably the next day I'm going to have some mind blowing thing. And I'm going to be like, blogging and making a video or whatever and and just keep going um yeah Gosh, I love that I love that and I'm not certainty which is hilarious that's honest to god certainty <laughs> it is. yeah it is. I don't know how it's gonna happen but I am damn damn certain it will how did you how did you get that way Bob Proctor um no proving to yourself over and over that you can do what you want not even that, because when I actually, when I think about it, I'm like, ah, that didn't quite go the way I thought it would or whatever, <laughs> but, it's the same. but I guess the trust on just such a bigger level that I don't know what it's going to be. I, I remember walking into my mom and dad's laundry room. When I was very young and I like belted out something in my best, like seven or five-year-old opera voice. I was like, mom, did you hear me? I sounded amazing. And I was just like, I knew ever since I've been very young that I'm, I, I will be something. And it's that. I bet you're a great mom. 
Did your parents give you that gift? You know, what's really cool is they didn't tell, they didn't tell me until I was an adult that, um, I used to get in shit at school a lot. (laughs) And apparently the principal used to call home and they'd be like, well, did you talk to her about that? And there, the principal was like, well, no, I'm like, okay, we'll talk to her about that. And don't talk to us until you do like not our problem. Oh, I until love you- it. <laughs> and I thought that was amazing. It was one of those things. I actually recently went through this whole, like, oh my God, did I have childhood trauma? What's this? Like, where are these limiting beliefs coming from? And what I realized through discovery of some of the things that maybe I look back now and don't think were so positive about my childhood. I'm like, you know what? I had a great childhood and my parents are really freaking awesome. And my family is awesome. And I had a great experience. And so I'm living in that now. And yes, all the things that weren't super great. I I always remember packing a suitcase, wanting to run away. Like I always felt misunderstood. So I think maybe that's part of it too, where like just the whole feeling misunderstood as a child makes me more want to share this journey of like, hey, this is this is just life and this is normal and counseling is normal and having fights yeah. is normal and feeling this way is normal. And if we all just normalized what everyone's going through, yeah, maybe it wouldn't be such a big deal. Mm-hmm. They're pretty amazing. Yeah, I got I got really lucky too. Um, actually I was talking to somebody today, they had they had talked about some trauma that they had experienced, and I said, you know what? Um, I know that I myself and almost everyone that I know if you gave me five minutes, we could make you cry, you know, and we will tell you what happened to us and we can make you cry. But I can't remember who I learned this from either, but it's like, so what now what, and not so what in like a mean way, like to say that what you went through wasn't horrible, but like a lot of people went through horrible things or as children, even if it was really a blessed life and their parents were really awesome, they misinterpreted something and got a limiting belief. Like everyone's got that stuff, right? It's like, okay, so, so that happened now what? Because like, yeah, I just, I really hate that conversation of like, but this happened to me, but these people like, but these people, and this makes it impossible. It's like, okay, no, what can you do? Like that's gotta be my favorite sentence. What can you do? So why entrepreneurship? Why tiny homes? And why that time? These are three questions in one. These are definitely from Mindy. Mm-hmm. Uh, why be an entrepreneur? Um, so I had, I was 30 and I was basically at the top of the company that I'd been at for like the 12 at that point in time years that I was there. Wow. And I knew that like really going any higher wasn't an option there. Um, and whether high, like at that point in time, like that was the goal, make it to the top, right? That's what you think in a corporate environment, get to the top. And then when you get to the top and I was thinking, okay, I could be general manager in a few years, possibly. I believe I was, well, I, I know I was in line and being coached to be general manager. Um, but I was like, I'm not sure if I want that. And it really came down to being put in a box of someone else's idea. And although I loved this else, the other people, it was more like, I know that I I wanted to create a culture that was mine. I wanted to create a company that was a reflection of my heart. Everyone actually, I think where it changed a lot for me was when I was fitness instructing and I loved so much. I, I taught fitness classes at good life for like 10 years. 
and being up there and as a high impact cardio class. And it's just like, you're yelling and like, I'm telling myself as much as I'm telling the people in front of me, just one more lunge. (laughs) I'm like saying this to myself, like, holy shit, I'm going to die. But Jenny, damn it. You will do one more lunge for these women. And the amount of lives that I know I changed there and don't know that I changed there. I have people that come up to me and comment now and they're like, you changed my life at good life. I'm like, wow. Cause that was, you know, three hours out of my day. So to have that much impact in three hours, I shouldn't even say day out of my week. I knew that was the heart and the soul and the passion and the inspiration and motivation that I wanted to bring to something that was mine. So why tiny homes is because it seemed like uh, the transition made sense. I mean, I knew a little bit about trailer manufacturing, not a lot, and I knew design, I could draft, I knew home building. I didn't know all the business side of things. um, And I learned more every day, of course, but it was a natural transition. I still love design. I still love creating spaces and environments and emotions for people, homes, right? So I think that was a natural transition. It was, it, it really started in 2015 when my son was born. I was at home with him a lot more watching HGTV and, and Tiny Homes was like, yeah, I need to do this. I need to do it now. You're, I was just going to say, she's amazing. She remembered all those questions. Um, <laughs> why that time? But you did just address it, I think. Mm. You totally addressed yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And it, it was just like, honestly, it was I don't know. It was just like, again, you trust the process. And I think I'd been thinking about it. It was like two months of being like real satisfied at my job. And then I'd be like, no, this isn't okay. So I get a raise or promotion and then be satisfied for two months. And it was just, there's too much volatility. And when I felt satisfied and passionate about what I was doing, so I could tell it was getting closer. And then there's just the timing. I just started telling people, actually, I think I told my mom and my dad and the February of 2016, I said, I'm going to build a tiny home. And they're like, you're crazy. What's that? Um, but we support you. Yeah. We don't know what that means, but okay. Uh, and then I just kept saying it and telling people because that made me have to be accountable for it. So mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. I knew I was going to do it. Had to do it. I tried creeping your, your site for a mission statement. Do you feel like you have a mission statement? I do. I know you have uh, this really great set of core values or culture, which explains how awesome it is there to work with people that you work with. But like, if there is like, I don't, you don't have to remember it word for word or have it tattooed on yourself. Like I know all of us do. Um, But like, what is your, like truly not like, what is your mission statement? But like, what's your mission in life? Like, what are you trying to do? Mm -hmm. What's all this about? That's interesting that the mission statement isn't like right there. Although I did just move around everything on the website. So um, my mission is um, break free from conformity and social conditioning. And that is my mission to help people, motivate people and inspire people to break free from conformity. And to me, that just defines everything that I do. I don't believe in limits. I have, I, I have limits that I believe, trust me, but I always eventually kind of come to some kind of thought process that's more expansive. Tiny homes, tiny homes is way different. Tiny homes, um, the goal is to diversify housing options, housing options globally, actually, 
and um, just to offer options. And it's out of the box and it's not normal. It's not normal at all. And that is breaking free from conformity. We should be allowed to live however we want to live. We should be allowed to have whatever kind of home we want as long as the basic needs are provided and it's built safely and you follow the things and you have insurance and all this stuff, right? But to tell someone they need to live in something that's 900 square feet, like that's bullshit. I could live in this office. Like there's people in Japan and China that live in 200 square feet and they do just fine. So, and they want that. So let's get a little bit more creative. Let's use our heads a little bit more. Let's stop just like all being a herd of cattle and going into this corral and just doing it because that's the way it's always been done. I hate that. I absolutely hate it. And it's time that we start looking at things. And I think we are. COVID has been awesome for that, right? Is provoking the creativity inside of our brains and just doing it different. Yeah. Do it different. I feel like we've had six podcasts in the last. Six, <laughs> I, I feel like minutes. it's all over the place. I'm like, Oh, someone's going to no. watch this and be so confused. Oh. No, people are going to watch this and be so inspired. Like even one of the things that you've said, I'm sure. And, uh, yeah, I know you inspire a lot of people to start their own businesses, but I don't think we really even talked about tiny teacup homes or the teacup tiny homes. Teacup tiny homes, yeah. Okay, I always mix those up. I'm sorry. Like You are not so, the only one. <laughs> a lot of people do. It's all good. So mm-hmm. what if people want a tiny home? What do they do? Go to your website? <sighs> yeah, um, go to the website and there's a, like, do your research. If you want a tiny home, do your research, especially... Like if we're, if we're talking in Lethbridge, it's kind of this, there is so much false information online about tiny homes that does not apply. If you're in Lethbridge and you want a tiny home, the city is very open and welcoming of tiny homes. It's just a matter of making sure you check the boxes with zoning, building code, and we know how to do all of that. Um, But there's just, you know, it's the things that make sense. You can't put a tiny home in Paradise Canyon, for example. Like, that's not going to happen. So, okay. Yeah. Um, I just put your yeah, website up then, in the chat. But I want your mindset coaching one too, if you don't mind. Yes. Yeah, so, it's Jennifer McCarthy Entrepreneurish. Probably the most important place to find me as far as personal growth and development goes is on Instagram, and it's at the real Jenny McCarthy. That is the, um, the handle there. I, uh, have loved this conversation and honestly, like my husband stopped home early and I was like, I feel like I'm going to, can you die from feeling sick? He's like, no, but I was like that, like, I'm a very positive person and I'm like, what can I focus on that feels good? I'm like, how can I move myself up the emotional scale? But like, I was real pity party before this call. And honestly, just reviewing your agenda before I started, I was like, Ooh, this is going to be a good hour. So Thank you so much. Um, Good. And, and I, I know other people will get things from it, but this is exactly the things I needed to hear, the thing I needed to hear. It's, it's, uh, it's confirming so many things that I'm on the verge of, I think. And um, I just, I think you're amazing. So um, I really want to share your, especially your entrepreneurish um, stuff with people. No, it has been a pleasure. I'm so happy you asked. This is lovely. Thank you so much. Thank you. I love a good conversation about life in the public eye live with no editing. (laughs) 
<laughs> with no editing, with dogs, with swears yeah. and uh, yeah, I'm sorry guys. That was that was a bad day. I'm working at home is not um there's more dust. There's dust just flying. I don't there's something happening here, but yeah, I'm no I, I don't ever want to work from home again, but like I said, I have a renewed sense of respect for other people's health. So hopefully I feel great tomorrow. Um right. so best place to get you is on Instagram. Yeah, Instagram at the real Jenny McCarthy, J E N N Y M C C A R T H Y. And even like email, honestly, any social media um, or email me, I'm Jen at teacuptinyhomes.com. Uh, and that would come directly to me too. Even off the teacup website, honestly, again, the team, they send me whatever I need to know. I see most of it too. So pick okay. one. Okay. So you wanted to share one quick tip, one actionable takeaway that the listeners can have, because, um, I often find, well, even for me, like when people listen to an hour and 10 minute podcast like this, they're going to be like, Oh my gosh, I was driving. I didn't write anything down. Like, so if you could give them the one thing, like what's one thing you want to leave people with? Okay. Here, this is what just popped in my head. No one cares about you the way you care about you. And this goes back to the massive imperfect action. Like if you screw up, no one is going to care. You are the most critical of yourself. So just go, just do it. Just jump. And who the hell cares? It's going to look messy. It's going to be crazy. You're going to be like, what the hell did I just do? But you're going to land. And that's a cool thing. It always looks messy when you're in the middle of a leap, but you got to focus on your landing point. So nobody cares about you the way you do everyone's too concerned about themselves honestly nobody's looking at you so just do it have fun go crush life live it be happy be kind you are amazing thank you so much i love that message guys if this did not motivate you to believe that business can be better i don't know what will so thank you so much for joining us and uh we put all of her handles and websites in the chat here and also when we upload this as a podcast we'll put them all in there as well so uh, i hope you have a great night thank you so so much for sharing yourself with us it was absolutely a delight and i'm totally gonna ask you again soon sounds amazing thanks for so having thank me. you of course have a great night <laughs>